Hello, friends, and welcome back to the EC Daily Devotional Podcast. I'm Pastor Aaron, back with you again, excited for our time together today as we seek to cover chapters 11 through 13 of the book of Deuteronomy. And our last time together, we read about the new tablets of stone and how the Lord wants a heart to be circumcised, meaning walking in his ways and loving him with all that we have. I'm, I don't know about you, but I have had a newfound love for this book um, because Deuteronomy is just so rich. How many of you are learning that? Maybe even for the first time of how good this book is. There's so much about God's sovereignty, his grace, his love, his purposes, his grace that is just saturated in every word. I am so thankful for this, and I'm so thankful for this journey that you're on with us. Um, Our time together today begins in chapter 11, of course, and verse 1 just starts off very, very strong by saying, You shall therefore love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his rules, and his commandments always. Okay, stopping right there. How many people are trying to do the Christian thing, and they're trying to do it on their own? Right? What happens to those people? What happens to you when you're that way? Even before you were saved, if you if you don't have the spirit, then you don't have the power. Right? Like either you say, look at what I've done, you need everyone to affirm you continually over and over again, or there's just absolutely no joy in your journey. There's no joy. Those people who see the rules, you know, in quotes, see only a burden. But those that see God's commands as being loving, as the guide rails to his grace, are are free to serve him with a grateful heart, knowing that all that they have, they owe to God's grace. The Lord is so good to help us remember. Like, how many times do we see feasts set up? How many times have we seen the Bible repeat what God has done? It's not because God stutters. It's because we say this often, we always forget. We need to remember. That's why we've got to be in the book, because we will always look other places besides where hope truly is, right? I mean, how many times do we do that? God says in his word, remember what the Lord did to the Egyptians. Remember what he did to Datham and Abiram. Remember Korah? Your eyes, O Israel, have seen great victories of God. So now go and possess what is yours. Go into the promised land and face what is before you, knowing that I, the Lord God, am with you. And I can't keep stopping here, but isn't this just crying out to us? Isn't this amazing? Are you in Christ? Okay, well, the world is his footstool. If you are his, then walk out into his creation, regardless of what you face, doing so knowing that the Lord our God is with you. Our God will provide, what, all our needs. According to our ability? No, child. According to his riches and glory. Man, that is, <laughs> that is so good. But take heart. There's a warning before we get to the end of the chapter. Do not follow after other gods or worship them. Don't fall for false gods. Instead, protect yourself in your home and keep the word close. Teach it to your children. Write it on your doorposts. 
A blessing and a curse is before you this very day. Which path will you choose? And this is talking about the word and being in the front of our eyelets, on our arms, everywhere. We should be saturated with the word of God. So, so important. And that's why God repeats this over and over again. This is why we need it. All right. Uh, Chapter 12, the Lord says, Uh, something extremely important in regards to the steps for Israel to take as they dispossess the peoples in the land. God says, destroy all the altars, all the places of worship, burn the ashram, which is a statue of a goddess, with fire, and chop the images down. You shall not worship the Lord, your God, that way. Instead, you go to worship where the Lord chooses. His way. Like, how far have we fallen to read passages like this and then to go out and approach church like it's a build our own thing or it's optional? And I think Paul Washer said it very well. He said, don't look for a church nearest to your house. Look for a church nearest to the Bible. If we look at our lives and we look at the church and how many things do we see, if we were to look around with with open eyes how many things need to be torn down? How many, how many of these things are useless and empty? Well, God says, tear it down. Chop the images up. Get rid of them. Today we want to speak um, as if all religions deserve a place at the table. Well, my friend, our God begs to differ. One way leads to heaven and peace with a holy God. We should, depre- we should never go out and pretend that that's true. That's not loving. Well, that, that makes us look like these guys. That makes us look like them. My friends, there will always be counterfeits. Will we choose to worship and speak the truth regardless of the cost? Man, Look with me as we continue on here at verses 8 and 9. You shall not do according to all that we are doing here today. Everyone doing whatever is right in his own eyes. Man, for, for you have not as yet to come into the rest and the inheritance of the Lord your God has given you. What do we see here? We see what we just read. I feel, I think, I, 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 nothing. Live according to the commandments of God, not doing just as you please. Even as the world around us seems to grow in darkness, we will do what's right in our own eyes, or we will crucify our flesh and follow Christ. We're told here in Scripture to rejoice in the Lord and all that we undertake. Is that you, Christian? Are you... Rejoicing in the Lord and all you undertake? Or are you a murmurer that needs to repent? He ends this chapter by saying, don't fall for idols. Don't seek to worship like the pagans do. Repetition by God sends a powerful message. Guard yourself and guard your home. Now let's talk about that a little bit more in chapter 13. It says that if a prophet says what's right or even does some sort of miracle... And they say, okay, let's now go over and serve other gods, or let's not listen to what God said. Let's not follow what God Almighty has told us. Pause, right? Pause right there. 
This person does something that is very verifiable, undeniable, and amazing. You saw that it had power in it. There's an awe factor to it. That means what? We have to trust beyond, beyond our own eyes, right? That means there's false powers out there. That means that just because we see something happen does not, well, it doesn't make what we see as being right. We don't validate it. In fact, we need to investigate like the Bereans do. So if we see someone doing all these amazing things, but their message is off, this is what's happening back then. This is someone who's doing some sort of miracle or some sort of uh magical thing in the eyes of the people. This is what God says to do. Verse 5, But that prophet or the dreamer of dreams shall be put to death, because he has taught rebellion against the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, here we go, with the repetition purposely, and redeemed you out of the house of slavery to make you leave the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. Scripture goes further. Even if your family member tries to get you to chase after other gods, not only do you not follow them, you don't entertain them, but they are to be even put to death. And you shall be the one to cast the first stone. What does the Bible say about that? All of Israel will hear and they will fear and never again do such wickedness among you. My goodness, we, we see that even in a city that God has blessed as an inheritance, if you hear that these people are doing wickedly, then you are to vote, devote the city and even its cattle and to heap it up in the open square and burn it for a burnt offering unto the Lord and it shall never be built upon again. Wow. <laughs> In 2024, that sounds pretty harsh to us. It sounds so harsh that we absolutely disregard God's holiness, but also the grace that is all throughout it. These people have been warned. They know that they are not to do the things that they're doing, but they don't care of what the Lord has done. They're blaspheming his name among the nations, and they have no qualms about doing it. They're not ashamed at all. They know the commands and they don't care. So, so let me ask you this, church. What is more gracious, allowing the sin to spread or to stop it where it's at? These examples of judgment all throughout the Bible are given so we can be reminded that gaining the whole world is nothing in regards to being weighed against losing our soul. Man, so, so many wonderful truths right here. But my friends, we must have this Old Testament, if you will, importance in our lives about serving God and honoring Him as holy and not just simply as an option or an ornament or a piece of clothing or an accessory that we add to our life. No, He needs to be central in all that we do if we're ever to be pleasing in His sight. And you say, oh, you're, you're talking about doing the law again. You're talking about works. Yes, I'm talking about works that come from a heart that has been changed. A heart that does not see God's commands as being burdensome. 
Instead, they see that following him and casting off all other things in the hopes of glorifying his name is a worthwhile cause. Oh, my friends, so many deep truths here. So many beautiful things that God has given us into his word and to, to come into our hearts and to change us. And there's two things I want to leave you with. And the first thing is this. Guard your life and guard the life of your family from all idols. Don't put up with them. Put them to death. And the second thing is this. Obey the prescriptions of God over the desires of a fleshly heart. Because God is most worthy and this world is his footstool. Let's take steps of faith, trusting that he will be with us all the way. Church, let's repent of our sin and let's live for the glory of the only one who's worthy. Go and have a blessed one. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye.